0: I tell you Nathan this whole second wave of corona that's going on and the quarantine I swear to god sometimes i feel like i am trapped in the same room
1: all day long interesting interesting uh, and what and how and how is this room is it just a four wall room their there windows there door uh well yeah i don't live in a geodesic dome Oh, okay, so it's not a round. You're saying it's, it's not a round. It's not round. But this is a real process of like elimination
0: urge. for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there there is a door I haven't been hermetically sealed inside some okay. sort of space okay. cube. Okay. No, but sometimes I I feel like I'm uh I'm trapped. Sometimes I feel like I'm uh, John Travolta in that movie, The Boy in the Plastic Bubble.
1: Okay, this is weird. What? Because i just watched that movie this week have you seen this movie are you kidding me
0: i just watched the movie this week are you serious yeah
1: hold on hold on
0: hold on are you recording this conversation i am i'm recording this conversation nathan (laughs) this is the podcast
1: this is the show This, this is the episode this
0: is the show we finally cracked it us awesome. casually recording every conversation we have has really <laughs> paid off.
1: Finally, I can throw away those that uh, 15 petabyte hard drive I have.
0: <laughs> well, keep it because we are going to donate that to the Library of Congress when we both die on yeah, the same day. Yeah, that is true. Yes.
1: That is true. They, they will want that.
0: Right, because we both watched The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, which, of course, originally came out. November twelfth, nineteen seventy six, and it stars, wow. Travol- yeah, it stars John Travolta. Yeah, stars <laughs> John Travolta, Glennis O'Connor, Robert Reed, and P.J. Souls.
1: Oh wow! But who's P.J. Souls in this?
0: P.J. Souls plays the high school friend who is a little ditzy. She asks John is- Travolta if he is really from space when he says that he's a spaceman. Oh. Oh, that. That's PJ okay. Souls one year the top before. Of the list. Yeah, well when she only because uh she's famous from the Halloween movies and from Rock and Roll High School. So people like to point okay. out anytime PJ Souls shows up in something.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh we did and and have you seen this movie um before you watched it?
0: I had never seen this movie. <laughs> this movie is weirdly like referenced all the time in pop culture. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Simon wrote a song about it. Um, well,
1: did he write it about the movie or about the actual I boy? I believe
0: he wrote it about the actual boy. Okay. All right. <laughs> but just the term in culture, like I guess it was used in Seinfeld and Family Guy, mm-hmm. and people still refer to it. And yes, it's it's based on a real a couple of real life cases of people who had to live in hermetically sealed c- containers, basically. But people reference this movie still like it's still talked about. I I'm assuming because John Travolta is in it, but I'm also yeah. guessing that a lot of people must've watched this movie when they were kids and it made a big mark on them. Had you seen it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I remember, I distinctly remember tons of scenes from this. Um, so I must've watched this. A lot. Like, I feel like, I wonder if I would have watched, I wonder if, like, a teacher would have shown it in school, maybe. I was going to ask what this was
0: played on, if you had seen it, because you were, uh, 76 is,
1: you would have been not even born, right? Right. So it would have been a rerun, obviously. Um, but I, I, you know, I watched so much TV as a kid. Uh, what station did this air on? ABC. ABC. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm, surely they would have played surely surely they must have played it they probably played it like they just reran it on a Sunday night movie or something maybe and maybe it kept getting hauled
0: yeah. out just because you have Travolta as the lead yeah maybe you couldn't go wrong uh
1: had he done is this before is this after um this is smack um, in the middle of welcome back Cotter. Okay, so he's in the show, okay. Right,
0: Um, and Saturday Night Fever would be the next year.
1: Okay. Yeah, Meredith asked me if he did this before or after, and I was like, I think this was a time where if you did movies, you didn't do TV. (laughs) Is that true?
0: Well, we've talked about it before. There was definitely that vibe pre- streaming everything that if you were doing tv after you did movies you were on the way down
1: yeah so yeah yeah.
0: this i think was travolta proving he could do something other than a sitcom
1: and he's playing a character named todd lubich do you do you notice the spelling of his name
0: l-u-b-i-t-c-h
1: no the todd
0: oh t-o-d t-o-d yeah
1: Have you ever seen Todd spelled with only one D? Uh,
0: Todd Browning. It's it's a more English way. (laughs) It's Todd
1: Browning. Todd. okay. uh,
0: Yeah. Todd Browning is a movie director who directed the movie Freaks. Oh, Oh, gosh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Todd. I mean, that's not a huge, like portion of the movie them talking about how what they're going to name him but <laughs>
0: no there is no scene in fact uh his travolta's dad in this movie calls him son all the time
1: yeah it's really well, you know son hello son so his you've said already you've already said the that it's robert reed right robert reed uh,
0: the dad from brady bunch himself
1: yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's what I, was, I, I i that's what i was gonna say so he already has, you know, that very much like, still in that sitcom dad from the fifties and sixties or whatever of, um, I don't know, like dads today, sitcom dads today are all dummies, uh, but sitcom dads <laughs> back then were like, you know, upstanding gentlemen. Good and point. that's how he is in this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh he's still in the Brady Bunch, I want to say 70 70- Oh no, 74 Brady Bunch ended. Okay. So he's trying to get some other work. I know that Robert Reed was always frustrated because he really did not care for the Brady Bunch and he always kind of wanted oh, really? to be a quote real actor and he just kind mm. of knew when Brady Bunch hit big, oh, I'm never really gonna do anything else. This was pre-pre. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino could swoop in and rescue you <laughs> from <laughs> right. those kind of bogs.
1: Did they ever have? Were there any actors that were like family um, roles that then went on to do some crazy thing like they like they do today?
0: Uh, well, who was the guy who was in My Three Sons, who then played The Absent Minded Professor and a lot of other movies, but definitely like more family movies, I want to say. Yeah. I don't remember who it is. I mean, the answer is yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do, did you see who executive produced this?
0: Aaron Spelling.
1: Yes. Aaron he was in the middle Spelling.
0: of producing Charlie's Angels when he did this. And was Charlie Charlie's Angels on ABC? I don't know. Probably he okay. probably had a relationship with the network.
1: Yeah. So this. Um, so and, and who is the mother in this? Glennis O'Connor.
0: No, the mother in this Diana. is Diana Highland.
1: Okay. So is Glynnis O'Connor the his, his Gina, neighbor, the girl Gina. next door? Okay. Yes. And okay. this movie, uh, as we've
0: kind of alluded to, is or as you probably kind of already know the listener, is about a young boy who plays by John Travolta when he's a teenager, who has a deficiency named SCID, S-C-I-D, which is Severe Combined Immunodeficiency, which is a real disease. Um, and this is kind of a combination of, inspiration of two people David Vedder and Ted DeVita who were both okay born with this and they were both kind of coined the boy in the plastic bubble David Vedder was the first one and the slightly more famous one Ted came afterwards Uh, David lived until he was 12 years old and Ted lived until he was 18 and they both
1: how did Ted how did Ted die
0: uh, complications of his disease. Let's see here. Did he, he died from an iron overload from too many transfusions of bone marrow?
1: Oh, okay. Um. And... So, but but none of them, neither of them, lived outside the bubble for uh, a comfortable time and then died.
0: None of them. Neither of them left the bubble. And okay. I'll kind of get get into details as we go through this. But yeah. primarily if they were born, they were immediately diagnosed. they had to be in a capsule uh, with you know kind of glove insertions on the other side it looks like when people are handling nuclear waste um, or Jurassic Park or or eggs when you're <laughs> unless you're John Hammond and then you just stick your finger in that egg <laughs> yeah. um, And in both cases they kind of had their infancy in the hospital and then they were transferred. To their parents' houses, but still had to live in these sealed-off tents, which had a lot of air vents that would blow uh, air currents through. Because if they had any germs in their system, they would become very ill and kind of immediately die. Yeah, um,
1: I always think about that. So when he, so in this, in this, he's um, he has an open door. Yeah. Uh, when he's older. And um the door it just has air blowing out of it. And I always think of this whenever I'm like, whenever I go to um like the zoo or something, and you go down here in Florida, especially, and you go into one of the buildings and they have one of those massive like air conditioned sheet, like air conditioners mm. right at the door. Yes. It just blows air straight down that you stand under for two hours. Yes. <laughs> 'Cause you're so hot. <laughs> every time I walk through I picture myself as him going like leaving the bubble. <laughs> That's how much I watched
0: this, I guess, as a kid. Um so both of these individuals were the subject of a lot of press attention yeah. and neither of them lived lives with much privacy, obviously. Um they were kind right. of under not not scrutiny, but just uh, especially in that era, I think people maybe weren't as tactful about leaving the family be. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they kind of treated these kids like hamsters a little bit until the kids were old enough to speak for themselves.
1: Isn't that like um, I read something that there was that an accusation that the, doc- the doctors convinced the parents to have another baby. So that they could basically have him as an experiment for all their testing. Wow. Um, That was an accusation that the the parents were like, no, that's not what happened. Yeah. Uh, But it seems like they kind of touch on a tiny bit in, in this.
0: Oh, I didn't get that impression from this. I haven't heard that accusation, but I didn't go too deep down the rabbit hole on it. But there are some really crazy accusations that people have made about these families including one of them wanted a child free from sexual sin and that's why they didn't (laughs) progress him any further it gets very weird and very well i'll tell you
1: what dark when you're talking about kids (laughs) i'll tell you what in this movie i mean there's some sexual sin going on baby (laughs)
0: so the movie opens up we don't have to go scene by scene on this but i guess if you're if we're talking about the the doctor the the husband and wife are gardening in their front yard and their doctor who apparently makes house calls all the time drives up to them is like hey i know you've had infertility problems but you're pregnant i hope that doesn't traumatize you in any way
1: Yeah. And then the mom gets leaves immediately. V-
0: very upset because they've had a child who had this condition, and the child, I, I believe, died almost immediately. Um, and the husband says, yeah, I well, No, we can they... deal with it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they. Um... Oh, yeah, I guess it just did die. It wasn't like they were like, Oh, we can't do anything for this and then let it die. It probably just died. Right. I think that
0: possibly, this is me kind of guessing, but it was one of the first tracked cases, and they sort of took that information and diagnosed it after the fact, and said, well, if this happens again, which there's a chance of,
1: we know how to deal with it. Um, They said 50-50, like a 50% chance it could happen again. Right. This is the real couple. Yeah.
0: So the woman... Has a cesarean section and a good thing too because when you see this baby, this baby looks about two years old. There's a <laughs> yeah. big baby with a big head of hair, long
1: incubation time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have it in the little box with the gloves. Uh, the doctor, they ask a the doctor when he can come out of the box, and the doctor says he may never come out of the box or he may grow uh you know used to his environment and he can leave we just don't know um and the parents continue to visit little todd as he grows up and then quickly say hey we want to take this kid home with us and there's also a child a little girl in the house next door that the is mom, taunting them yes the mom hates <laughs> because the little girl's always running around saying, oh, "I love being outside. Let me shove all this dirt in my mouth. I can take anything."
1: And she's just like drinking out of old bottles out of the trash. <laughs> yeah,
0: she shoves a dead frog in her face.
1: <laughs> um the the kid I looked up a picture of David Vetter. Um and the kid looks freaking like him. Like they cast this guy. Uh- really well you mean John Travolta no
0: oh the little baby yeah a little bit I was more struck with how the little boy actually looks like a little John Travolta that's a hard match
1: maybe they would have grown up to be doppelgangers he he would have grown up to be a John Travolta impersonator (laughs) in a bubble
0: that's a great pickup line yeah guess what I played they get him home uh they have a choking scare. I, I feel like I'm going too scene by scene for this. It's, it's kind of odd. They, they really, we are, we are moving to Travolta time as quickly as possible. They are. Yeah, that's the most interesting. Gimming Well, that's, I don't, <laughs> that might be debatable, <laughs> but that's what this movie knows. You are here for The Movie knows you're here yeah. for Travolta. You don't want to yeah. see some baby Travolta. Jim Henson's for, for Travolta Vinnie. babies.
1: For Vinnie Bubble Reno.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice! Oh, Mister Cutie.
1: <laughs> and by the way, okay, so you know what Robert Reed sounds like. Um, you, you, I don't know if you know what um, Diana Highland sounds like, but they both are very much like, uh, I don't know, like californian like like basically Cal- california people but with no accent like yes or maybe sure. like midwestern people or something you know like she's from cleveland heights so
0: so a little and bit of then there's
1: there. yeah yeah and then their son grows up to be <laughs> to be what i think sounds like mark ruffalo just like oh hey, you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> The accent does not match. I don't know. Like maybe he, they do make a point of him grow, uh, watching tons of TV. So maybe he grew up watching like tons of New York sitcoms.
0: This is uh, like um, uh, uh, not Ryan Reynolds. Who's in Who's in Drive? Oh, oh, Ryan Gosling. Exactly. It's like Ryan Gosling. Where Ryan Gosling said, "You know, when I was a little kid." I wanted to have a tough New York accent. And so I just started talking that way and I kind of got stuck in it and I just kind of do it now. (laughs) Maybe that's what uh, Todd is going. Because, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. The kid. What do you think about him in this?
0: What do I think about John Travolta as like his acting in this? Yeah. There is something always very needy seeming about Travolta, isn't there? Hmm. He always looks very pleading. And I'm guessing 50% of that is the eyes. But he just has this vibe, especially in this, of just needing to please yeah and it works in terms of i understand why that makes him a likable presence on screen in this i think it hurts him a little bit because everything he does is at one level and it makes him seem i don't i don't know i don't know cuz well, I think he's I just supposed to be 17 in this and he's he's 22 yeah. in real life. He, he number okay. one, I think he looks too old. Even though he's only oh, yeah. 22, he does not look like he's in high school. And no. he's playing this like he's a Although little older. Although if you look at old at yearbooks.
1: At age... If you look at old yearbooks maybe.
0: <laughs> uh you mean how people used to look older?
1: Yeah, like when I yeah, when you look at when I would look at the photos of people on the high school wall like from old class they all looked yeah. they all looked like they smoke, chain smoked chain smoke not and...
0: so much in the 70s i think we're getting like the, okay. the
1: girl in this looks like
0: she's 16 or 17
1: she looks younger
0: yeah. he looks like he's in college and he's falling in love with a high schooler <laughs> um which is probably not uncommon back then. No, I don't think that necessarily like would hurt it. I think it hurts a little bit in the movie about high
1: schoolers. I think it confused me. His acting confused me because I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be a 17 year old with like the mind of a child because sometimes they would act like he was. And then he would kind of do that act weird and overact overreact to things. But then other times he just played everything cool. So I couldn't tell how much of that they were trying to play up.
0: They say in both of these cases of, of the real kids saying they would have sudden tantrums. And then they could be mm-hmm. very happy and very nice and and, you know, just like a happy kid. And they could kind of suddenly go from one to the other. I don't know that the direction that Travolta was getting was like the most subtle thing in the world. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, and he probably also, as much as he wanted to be a, a real actor, I think when you are on lunch boxes as a dream boat, you're kind of going on automatic <laughs> pilot for your, from your dream boat acting. Cause he's playing <laughs> it right. as a kind of a simple romantic teen lead. More than any sort of a
1: psychological deep dive into this character. Which is funny because he's also playing a character that isn't that. Like That isn't what? Like I mean, is he supposed to be this dreamboat freak show? You know what I mean? Like Or is he or is it just or is it just that he's John Travolta, so he automatically has that. But if you put any other actor in here, he's you know the next door neighbor isn't falling for him is easily
0: well that's kind of the complication of the movie mm-hmm. is that in very early in the movie the, the first thing we see even before we see uh John Travolta playing this character is there's the girl next door who is now 16 or 17 talking to her friends and they say so do you ever see him and she goes oh no he barely comes out and and she's then she says he's really weird What I thought she was going to say was, he's really hot. (laughs) Like, the fact that every character in this movie isn't going like, okay, I know this guy is a little weird. He's in a bubble, but he's really hot, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't care if he's in a plastic wrap or not. (laughs) I'll go in there and kill him. I don't care. (laughs) I need to sleep with this guy. So, yes, it's a leap of imagination to think that she would not be into him from second one.
1: (laughs) Can we rewind just a tiny bit to when she's a little kid and she first meets him? Uh, He comes home in this, he comes home in this, this, like on this, like gurney with a plastic box Mm -hmm. on it. And she comes up to him and she looks at him and then says, I'm a monster, I'm a monster, I'm a monster. I didn't know
0: if that was supposed to be her calling him a monster or she's acting like she's a monster. That's what I couldn't figure out. What was what was the direction there for the little girl? I don't know. That little girl was also a really bad actor. Yeah. There was no take. I mean, I guess I shouldn't criticize. The, it's not the acting of a child. It's whoever is directing it. That little girl would yeah. do something and then look directly into the camera. <laughs> She was too used hey. to doing peanut butter ads or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she would lick her chops. <laughs> <laughs> She'd do a bite and smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, anyways. And then she grows up to be, you know, a nice looking lady. Yeah. She's <laughs> looking sixteen <is>. year old. <laughs> uh
0: you know, I'll I'll go into um behind the scenes right away you might you know a lot of times there's uh especially with teen things there's off-camera romances for the two leads well John Travolta did have an off-camera romance with the woman who played his mom wait a second <laughs> with Diana Highland who he then got married to the next year who is was, was 20 years older than him and then she died the next year of breast cancer which is oh, the I'm seeing that. same thing that his wife years later would die of. Poor John oh, Travolta. No. <laughs> it's so tragic. Gosh. But I want to know what the story was of how he and the woman who plays his mom got together.
1: I guess those gloves were a bit too much for him. <laughs> 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 you think they ever, like, did snuck it around the... on set and had some, had some did, did it through the hole. <laughs> I think that that glove got a little sticky. <laughs> oh, man. We should talk about. Um, for some reason, I remember a scene in this movie that did not happen in this movie. Okay. And I must be mixing, I'm obviously mixing up movies, but he. He goes to the house. He goes back to the hospital after um, dealing with a prank that the next door neighbor pulled on him, uh, pretending that she liked him.
0: Can we talk about that prank before we talk about the, the yeah. roommate? It's an yeah, odd sure. twist because the girl goes over and invites Travolta to the beach for the Fourth of July, which means he will sit in his little box Gurney. on the beach, looking at everybody and then a
1: her... box on the beach <laughs> and then
0: one of the boys she always hangs out with these two blonde Aryan boys who wear tiny <laughs> tiny shorts one and of drive whom drive dune buggies yeah. they look like Scooby Doo characters <laughs> and one of whom is uh, one of Danny Zuko's gang in Grease oh nice which the same guy who directed this movie directed Grease which okay. i guess was And boy, he brought the same level of electric direction to that movie. (laughs) Um, The two blonde boys dare Gina, the teen girl, to go over and hold Travolta's hand during the fireworks as a like a mean prank. right. And then she she does it she walks off for $2 and he, and he goes Gina hey where you going <laughs> and instead of just like laughing and running away she goes Todd it was a prank they dared me to which is mean and a weird thing to admit to especially like for a teen but that causes him to go into conniption tantrum yeah. And then he asks to go back to the hospital. That's our inciting incident for Gina and Todd to have a problem with each other.
1: Yeah. And and it's only for $2. Like it does not take much for this girl to go into prank mode. Like mean <laughs> hey, bully mode. $2. That was a month's rent back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could buy 50 packs of lemon heads with that. Or 80
0: tiny shorts.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so she's like... or So he goes to the hospital and he meets this... um, Basically, due to all the experimentation they've done on Todd, they've opened up a wing where they've been able to service other types of patients, like cancer patients who are going through chemo and whose immune systems have been ravaged. And so he meets this kid who's in there who has a tumor. And they bond over their mutual horniness and masturbation
0: that character is the weirdest character in this right his <laughs> his weird roommate because his roommate looks like a pervy elf they cast a bad-faced actor for he, this because, he looks
1: like the guy in porky's who can't who who's the only one who doesn't get with a woman or you know like like not in porky's but like in movies like that like oh, sex romps. The,
0: the, the frustrated horn dog Yeah. Well, that's what he's playing, so I guess that's good casting. It's weird when that's going to be your roommate who lives in a glass wall between you. Because when they (laughs) wheel in Travolta, the guy is like, all right. (laughs) And this kid cries at the drop of a hat. He's so weird. This performance (laughs) is so strange. And he does a speech about how he wants to get with a girl and other boys are
1: seeing action yeah and he goes oh i just i just can't take it sometimes <laughs> and they're both on exercise bikes yeah they're
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then, do then it.
1: john walter goes hey <laughs> you ever uh you ever uh and he goes all the time <laughs>
0: And then cum just sprays up on the glass between them. And then we get to see one of my absolute favorite things. When this happens in TV movies, I'm so happy, which is uh, a celebrity cameo from a celebrity who is not an actor. Because astronaut Buzz Aldrin is in this movie. He goes, well, hello
1: there, Todd. Todd. I understand you're quite the spaceman. Yeah, Yeah. He's like, he's like doing his best impression of acting. He knows, which is uh, John Wayne. <laughs> hey partner. <laughs> yeah. That's such a weird, like, like it, it's, it's funny to put that in the movie. If that's not what happened in real life.
0: I I, I don't, I mean, maybe this is based on two different people yeah i don't know the it, story it's based on two different people kind of like yeah one of them the most famous one lived until age 12 he certainly didn't reach high school age no and the other one died at 17 or 18 so it was just uh, nobody was falling in love with the girl next door and they never left the thing like he does uh basically not i mean i'm sure celebrities stopped by and said hi maybe buzz aldrin came by but it's not neither horny teen or buzz aldrin figure into this movie beyond the scene in the middle
1: yeah and so that scene with the kid and his roommate that's the one that i mix up because i i thought for sure that there was a there was there was a play a time when the kid his roommate um dies of cancer and he's bald and stuff and in my head john travolta goes back to visit him before he dies and then that's an emotional scene but what i'm realizing is i think that i'm mixing up the scene from the movie about the aids kid ryan
0: oh uh, is it ryan white
1: yeah i think so because in that movie uh the actor who's playing Ryan White, if that's his name, uh, meets another AIDS patient in the movie, and who is actually played by the real Ryan White.
0: Oh, um, well, his name we'll is have Ryan. To do White. That movie, how about that? <laughs> this movie would be better if Travolta did come back and visit him, and his old roommate was, you know dying or 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 maybe he's recovering. Like and he gives an inspiration to Travolta. Like he needs (sighs) I know what this movie is doing, which is just like love is making him want to live. But like (laughs) a reconnection with this guy who at first he doesn't like and then became his friend would would be a lot Mm -hmm. better. I'm also realizing I have the movie on mute right now. I'm kind of glancing up to it just to remember the tone of things and roommate scene is happening one reason why the flavor of the scene is so odd is his roommate is in uh little pajamas and writhing around on the bed the whole time he's doing his <laughs> lines and he's like hugging his pillow to his tummy and then it puts it behind his head um and also his the bottoms of his feet are really filthy and wouldn't they yes. not be in a sterile room yeah.
1: <laughs> He has the most germ-filled feet. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 um, the, um, yeah, I, I really wish that scene was in here. I don't know. I don't know what scene I'm pulling this from. Um, but I'm thinking that I'm mixing these two up because they're both based on true stories. Although one's seen pro- probably more true. I mean, one's definitely more true than this. Right. But he's – so they're built – you're right. They're building this up. It's really a, this love story. But it bums me out that that the kid in real life or whoever never really left because in this, it leads up to him taking a leap of faith and leaving the, sure. the bubble. Uh, now, we don't know he could have died 10 minutes later. <laughs> they don't cut to yeah. after that or they don't say like – so and so did this. Because the girl
0: feels bad for what she did, she tells his dad that she wants to help him with schoolwork and he's yeah. uh getting a closed circuit TV so he can be in the classroom virtually. Um the way they yeah. set up the classroom is absolutely crazy because <laughs> they have a cl- you know all the kids are in the classroom facing the teacher but they have Todd's camera facing the students, not the teacher. Right. And the students see Todd in the screen. As opposed like to as putting if he's the teacher. Yes. As opposed to putting Todd in the back of the room with the TV and the camera so the teacher can see it. The students can see it. <laughs> but that way we get a lot of hysterical sight gags where John Travolta will put on like a Groucho Marx disguise. When the teacher has his back turned and the class laughs and laughs, which you would think would win him over to the students. But the students still treat him like he's a freak.
1: Yeah. And he puts on that. What is that hat? What is that hat called? Oh, those it's weird like a, macrame
0: a, style hats. They are like they look like grandma's quilt, but they also look <laughs> like the hat that a Fat Albert character would wear. <laughs> yeah.
1: They have a little pom-pom a little ball pom-pom, whatever yes. on top. And that top, and they and they look like oversized, uh, like grandpa, like golfer, golfer caps. yes, golfer caps. yeah, yeah.
0: So she feels like
1: something about the... um, a mime would wear, or something. <laughs> so the girl feels or like a real, real groovy seventies clown. Sorry,
0: I, I keep cutting you off as you think of new examples of who would wear this hat, <laughs> or like a. <laughs> okay, uh, and we need or three – or like Nardwar. Three more examples.
1: <laughs> Nardwar. 70s clown. <laughs> Mork.
0: Anyone from the 70s. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, so she goes over to the house and tells Travolta, I want to help you with schoolwork. And then she says, uh, boy, don't you wear anything but shorts? And he goes, oh, it's really hot in here. In real life, she would be like, can you make sure you never have pants on? <laughs>
1: can we lose the shirt <laughs> he's there's a lot of time spent of him standing in front of a disco wa- wall yes like and, a uh, what is that thing it's called? like a
0: light pattern wall i've really never seen them it looks like something they would have installed uh in the floors of Saturday Night fever yeah but <laughs> i think what he's doing that he talks about it later is he kind of loses himself and pretends like he's astral projecting basically so he can feel like he's he's leaving his room because he will sit in front of these lights and space out
1: they look like uh something out of like a 60s british mod scene or something
0: it's something on the set of red dwarf
1: (laughs) yeah is that 60s is mod like 60s or is that yeah mod 60s okay
0: um can, how how should we skip around to this cuz we don't need to beat by So beat then this. so
1: right i mean he they fall in love they end up... yeah they fall in love like there's scenes of him like she she rides a horse and he he loves that about her so there's scenes of him her like jumping over his oh, bubble with the crazy. horse that's crazy he tells the parents <laughs>
0: they should go on a vacation so they do and while he's gone uh the girl and his nurse... Ma Fratelli. Ma Fratelli. ...wheel his uh, box out to the lawn, and she rides his horse around his box, and then he wants her to jump the horse over his box. And I don't know if you paid attention to the box during the horse jump scene, oh. but he transforms into a Filipino man for a quick second. <laughs>
1: That box, like, there's no way. I mean, that is, (laughs) that horse jumps so freaking high. (laughs) So that's one thing that's funny about the, the, she rides this horse around town like the Wild West.
0: It is supposed to be in Texas.
1: So it makes slightly
0: more sense, except nobody has a Southern accent or wears cowboy hats or seems affected by Texas culture.
1: No. There's no Alamo talk, for instance.
0: Nobody, yes. Nobody ever uh, uh, says that everything is bigger here. Nobody talks about going to a Dairy Queen.
1: (laughs) Oh, is that a Texas institution?
0: Honestly, I spent a year living in Texas. Nathan, (laughs) they love Dairy Queen. They call them Texas road stops. Oh, no, sorry. They call Dairy Queen signs Texas stop signs. <laughs> and if you gosh. go to the bathroom the sinks are in the shape of texas what
1: yeah they love them that is wild they love what? them Derek? is Derek queen like a kind of like a the redheaded stepchild of franchises or something i don't i feel like but
0: like uh as opposed to who like baskin robbins
1: for ice cream I, well okay so like i feel like With Dairy Queens, I feel like every time I go to a new one, I get a different experience.
0: Mm. Talk about that.
1: Um, Well, a lot of times you see them, and they look like they did in the '80s. You know, there's no updating, so they're not like getting in the new stuff from the franchise. Mm. Like it seems like the franchise owners make have a little bit more leeway in what they accept from the franchises.
0: I think, well, one, they may be, um, this is not the right term for it, they may be personally owned. Like I think that maybe you can- Independently owned, Yeah, I think you can own, your buy into the franchise and, and operate your own, and maybe you can make the call on how much you want to be updated. It may also be the fact that ice cream stops, like local ice cream stops are some of the only local businesses that will be guaranteed to do- constant business during the summer and they're never updated because you don't have to because it's ice cream it's just like a tractor beam yeah. for people and also think about how huge in the 80s Dairy Queen was there was Dairy Queen ads the all the time I was always being flown through the dry ice smoke land of Dairy Queen with chocolate hills and strawberry rivers <laughs> um, oh yeah they get that and a curly a little queue.
1: swirl that little swirl <laughs> I love it. The uh, there's there's a there's a Dairy Queen in West Virginia that my dad always likes to go to when we drive through there because he grew up there, and they they have a, they have been serving their own style of chili for their hot dogs. Okay, because it's West Virginia style, which and... you
0: have very strong opinions on. You want yes. the slaw, you want the <laughs> yes. what is it? New England hot dog.
1: Uh sure. Yeah, the New England style bun. Yes, yeah. Right. And um, they uh, – the word is is that Dairy Queen has been trying to pressure them to use their chili oh. forever, and they're like, no, we make
0: our own rules, dude. Now, is this because your father goes in and asks about it?
1: I, I don't know. Um, he might have asked – he might have been – he might have asked uh, – Otherwise, like, what don't. kind of message
0: boards are you on where you're getting the West Virginia Dairy <laughs> – one – single dairy queen in west virginia scoop
1: now there might be other dairy queens that do that there it's just this is Mm. the one that was in the town he grew up in i will say the food at dairy queen always surprisingly good for that kind of thing um i used to love their chicken nuggets or tenders or something yeah they had those tenders always get there tenders and always hey texas
0: toast that's why the Texas toast. Oh, I love the
1: Texas <laughs> fricking toast.
0: Also how remarkable, I mean, maybe it's changed now, but the last time I was there, I believe it's still Dennis the menace as a cartoon oh, mascot. That's how much now, things
1: don't change there. I should say we have one committed listener to our show. Yep. Yeah. And he is a very big Dairy Queen fan, yeah. So shout out to our listener, Austin Baxter. Oh,
0: Austin, <laughs> a very prominent city in Texas.
1: That's right. That's why he likes the links, it. don't I? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh all right. Is Dairy Queen, and then from in this movie, yeah, I'm from, trying to think. No, it's from not. there
1: it goes. <laughs> yeah, from there it goes. Um, he. They graduate, and she's going to be moving to New York to go to art school or whatever. Yeah. And so this prompts him to call the doctor and say, "Look, doc, look, Mister Carter, Mister Carter." He am goes, I "Ooh!" Ever ooh gonna... and he raises his hand. Yeah. <laughs> am I ever gonna get out of this bubble? What right.
0: if I had a connection? What if I went up my nose with a rubber hose <laughs> yeah. and took in the air that
1: way? <laughs> That was gold. <laughs> <laughs> and, because he and the doctors, yeah, he has been Go going on. out of
0: the house in this yeah. suit that looks like an oven mitt space suit. In <laughs> yeah. a hysterical, this is not he a. Looks, this is not a movie where I, like... I was like laughing. At, I'm sorry. I know you love your comparisons of what people oh, are wearing. I've got this. I've got this. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> just, just hold your horses because. The hysterical way this is introduced is he goes, I can walk outside. And he shows his parents a drawing he has done. And it's just (laughs) a big outline of a person with his face in a space suit. And they're like, oh. And then they build it for him. Like Spider-Man asking for an outfit. Well, no.
1: He did say that the doctor has told him that he can arrange it. And so I think Yes, but why did he
0: draw it?
1: I think because what else are you going to do in a bubble all day? that's true. Just draw what you want with your future. <laughs> he, okay, you ready for this? I'm ready for this. He looks like if the guy on the box of the Hamburger Helper was was in a mitten.
0: <laughs> it's a big orange quilted space suit with a big silver box on the back that he has to like plug himself in and charge oh. it up.
1: He looks like those guys on the Among Us game.
0: And I'm, <laughs> I am expecting three more things that you think it looks like during the course of this podcast. He goes to school and sits there and then he uh, wants to show off. So he does a push-up competition with one of the blonde Aryans. Which this is
1: sticks in my mind very heavily. I remember this scene.
0: Makes his well, oxygen like, run out. And so yeah. then he runs into the oxygen tent that they've set up in the back of the classroom for him. Um, I looked... This up after the fact because I was watching it going. He's running into this room with his suit on, which now has germs, takes it off and starts yep. breathing. And he has bet this kid he could win at a push up contest. And so the kid takes out a dirty ass $10 bill, <laughs> a, the germiest piece of paper you can possibly think of, and slides it under the oxygen tent. So that thing is filled with germs. And apparently, uh, Ted DeVita, the older kid, uh, who had this, said that that scene was ridiculous because people were just
1: th- handing him things into the yeah. oxygen. Yeah, like, when you read what they had to do, like, and they ha- they would have to, like, anything they wanted to put in there, they would have to put in this chamber with gas, some kind of gas, for yeah. four hours. Yeah. Then they would have to let it sit for, like, three or four days. <laughs> Before they could actually give it to him. It was like a 10-day process.
0: I want to read more about his life because things like how did they handle food? How did they handle a bathroom? Like, those are all things I'm curious
1: about. Yeah, did he have like a... Did he like poop and pee into their gloves? (laughs) And then they just (laughs) pulled it through? (laughs) Then just... Just what if they said their yes? hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. he he's gone through all this. He's he's graduated in his little space suit. Um he's flying a kite on the beach in his space suit with his girlfriend. <laughs> he makes that with his girlfriend in the back of a van kissing on the plastic face
1: mask. That his parents are driving, I yeah,
0: think. Yeah, his parents are driving in the back <laughs> and they're laying in the back of their van making him like, Wow, I would not do that if I was a high schooler <laughs> with my girlfriend in the back seat.
1: Well, I probably also wouldn't have let my son just laying down back there. Well, he know. is
0: in a full body condom, to be fair. Yeah,
1: I guess it would have been safe. <laughs>
0: Uh Okay, so uh, all this has happened. And as you were saying, he invites the doctor over to
1: ask if he can leave his chamber yet. Because they keep pointing to, like, throughout the show, that he is building his his immune system. He has been building an immune system. They
0: think, right? Aren't they kind of...
1: Well, no, they keep... I mean, they don't say think. They actually say, like... Okay, you are. Throughout the thing that he definitely is. They just don't know if it's enough. Okay. Like, he's like... Because he says, like, well, you could leave here and be fine, and then a a cold could kill you.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Or, you know, maybe something like a global pandemic. Right. (laughs) Um, You think he'd be considered high risk?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if he would care, because he has love on his side, because he decides to to step out of his room with no suit and breathe in the air and touch the trees and he goes to his girlfriend who is saddling up her horse and he touches her face and asks for a ride and she has remarkably (laughs) a mustache ride (laughs) (laughs) and then she says now that i see you without plastic between us i'm just not that into it anymore can you put this (laughs) cling film between the two of us and they ride off and a very treacly Paul Williams song yeah. plays. I I love Paul Williams. I love, you know, his songs for the Muppets or Phantom of the Paradise. But, sure. ooh wee, this was a stinker Rooney that he gave. To. <laughs> it's very odd because the song has lyrics like, let's go out in the country, just the two of us and live in a one room shack. And it's like, that, that doesn't really apply to this situation it feels like something he had sitting around that he could sell to abc for a tv movie
1: did you think that like like can you imagine like in the future they get married and she's and she's like i just want to run away we live in a little one room shack in the forest and he's like what <laughs> are you kidding
0: Um, boy I've just seen this now I forgot all about this Uh, Diana Hyland who plays his mom won a posthumous Emmy for this yeah which okay sure I mean it was because <laughs> that, she died obviously because her role in this is nothing
1: spectacular no she doesn't no not at all like she she's fine she's fine but it's not like, like I didn't come away going like Man, I really... Like, I didn't have any feelings for her at all.
0: To be fair, they don't give her that much to do beyond be concerned.
1: No. I mean, what kind... What was the Emmy Award? What was the one that she got? It said, we're sorry on the side. Yeah. She won
0: Best Supporting Actress.
1: But she's barely even supporting in this. I know.
0: I know. I know. But she was a TV star, so... The girl,
1: the girl who plays Gina. Yeah. Um, I, there's, I love this funny scene where they're like the, her and the two Aryan boys are playing in the, the lake behind their house Mm -hmm. and, and her and the boy both get out of the water at the same time. And then she grabs a beach ball and goes, let's play catch. And she just throws the ball like far away from him. Like it's not catch at all. It's more like fetch. (laughs) She just goes, let's play catch. And then she just starts talking to someone else. Like it was just like some, you know, dialogue to just get them into the scene. um, I just kind of, I kind of felt like she had a really kind of airy kind of delivery. Like, um but it did kind of feel like how
0: 16-year-olds talk to each other. I like thought she, she was very good. I think she is the best actor in this show. She yeah. seemed she sold some really weird kind of clunky dialogue and made it sound like something that like you said like a teen girl would naturally say. I'm I'm kind of surprised she didn't do more with her Well,
1: I was thinking that maybe that was unintentional you think you know what i mean
0: uh you mean like she's not trying to do that that's just her personality
1: yeah and then when if she tried to get other roles like as an adult or you know because she was i'm assuming but like Mm. that you can't like that that's just how she acted
0: you know, that's possible, but I can think of plenty of other actors who have just as limited a range, and then that's just um, a case of casting them in the right thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: I mean, there's some people who should never play smart.
1: <laughs> uh, and it, what's the... Uh, hmm. What's the... Uh, who's, who's the... Oh, who, who the actor... Um the the black student in class um oh she's famous she played uh
0: will smith's mom on fresh prince no wait no
1: yeah oh 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 not Aunt her Viv. real mom yes her real mom but isn't she also famous um for other stuff too probably that's stuff? that's the
0: only thing i know her from off the top of my head.
1: um i'm looking at the cast list Mm, good um, first choice. Yeah, just, just, just give me a second. Folks. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anne Ramsey is the, um, is the nurse who comes to, uh, the drunk nurse who comes to help him, mm. and she, you know the throw mama from the train and, um, all of that stuff. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Okay. So she was, um. Oh, I guess she was also on Welcome Back, Cotter. And she played Vi Smith on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, Okay, I thought she was in other. I thought she was in other um, sitcoms like Two Two Seven or something like that. But no, no. Hmm. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, you're thinking of something else. (laughs) Yeah, what's my problem? She was on Good Times. Okay, let's see what's happening. Good Times, (sighs) Captain Caveman, and the Teen Angels uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> um but who else is Is there anyone oh the kid <laughs> there's that kid who shows up just for the scenes where they all go out to the football field mm. He and he's the one who asks him i've always wanted to know um he's like eating an apple or something he's so weird in this uh, yeah yeah are you just commenting on his performance he
0: looks familiar to me and i can't so i i thought the same thing i really didn't when i was looking over his stuff the only thing i knew him from was he plays dill in to kill a mockingbird he plays scout's best friend when he's a little kid and for whatever reason he didn't seem to transition to other things he has such an interesting face Um, he looks a little like Buster Poindexter from the New York Dolls and Scrooged, which is maybe what you're thinking of. That very long face, squinty eyes, very prominent bones.
1: And he acts really weird in this, really strange.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like, he could be a really good character actor. It's a, yeah, it's a shame he didn't do more. In an episode of Amazing Stories or something.
1: Yeah, that's what he would be perfect in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so now, um... I, one more thing about to say about it before we kind of wrap it up. Like I, I did um, the music in this, the score mm. is that it basically all of it sounds like the coming back from commercial break, at a, in a sitcom. Sure, like that's what all the music sounds like, and I love that. I love TV movies, you know. I always talk about this. I love that about TV movies from the seventies. They all still have that traditional. TV score?
0: Well, it's probably because it, the music was by Mark Snow who did Dynasty and The Love Boat and then he did um, X-Files later on. You know, He's just been okay. doing TV forever, but he did a lot of classic TV themes.
1: Love it. Love it. Um, okay, so what did you think overall about this? Overall... <sighs>
0: So the, the real kids, number one, you know, they, they never saw it's, you know, Ted DeVita. It says he died between 17 and 18. I don't know why there's that unsureness on Wikipedia, at least about his age. They, they never saw their high school graduation. Um, They didn't have this walking out of the tent moment. Um, and even the spacesuit. So the spacesuit was a real thing. NASA made spacesuits for both of them. Um, yeah. Vetter, I think, used his. I'm not going to say who did what. Okay. One of the kids it was, used it. I think it. it was Vetter.
1: Well, they both had them. Yeah. I mean, I think he he wore his like seven times.
0: He wore his a handful of times and then they made him a new one for when he got bigger and he never used it again. And yeah. the other one used it once. Yeah. Both of them uh, hated how... I, I'm assuming that like news cameras were there or people were staring or whatever when they used it. For whatever
1: reason, they didn't use it around. Well, but also, in this, it's just a battery pack. Theirs were actually connected to a tube back to the freaking room or whatever.
0: I'm sure they were. I mean, it would be like a spacewalk.
1: Yeah. The fact that it's this yeah. little
0: lunchbox sized thing on the back of travolta's uh outfit is fairly ludicrous that it could power a germ-free oxygen system for him (laughs) yeah um okay so so you take all of that you're dealing with a real life disease and for a long time there was this trope on tv they would call it the disease of the month movies it was a thing where they would have the newest thing everyone was concerned about or disorder whatever into a movie about it so this kind of falls into that category i don't know where in the timeline if this was one of the originals or if this was just in a pantheon of them but it does bother me if you're talking about a real disease and you don't get the facts right that's just like a bare minimum of what you have to do um i don't love that also i guess this is just an excuse to have a love story between two yeah. teens and the trope of one teen is dying is a very old trope and it's still being made into movies today that's all this is yeah. with a real life disease attached to it and terminology that was still in the public imagination because of these kids I think that there is a very interesting movie that you could make from these cases. I'm kind of amazed that nobody has done it because there's so many, not to, you know, sound like a a jerk and and talk about just in like writing themes, but it's about what is a person like when they're in isolation? What's a person like when they are being observed at all times? To have a child who can never know human touch, that's (sighs) fascinating. I mean, I used to work in an adoption agency, and this is kind of a, a little bit of a different thing, but I'm sure that there's similar ramifications to it, is especially kids from Russia who were from packed orphanages. There would be huge problems when adults would adopt the kids for them to emotionally or physically bond to the parents because they had had so little human contact when they were small in the orphanage that they it just wasn't part of their brain's tools so what is it like to have a child who never gets an actual skin on skin contact and when they said like these kids would go from ratchet from having tantrums and being very immature to acting their age and being very friendly, that makes sense that you would just not have yeah. control of yourself. You know, what does it mean to have a human experience in that kind of condition?
1: Um, and this movie dresses basically none of them. No. That. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also what's, what's the, uh, what role do these adults have in deciding all of this for a child who has
1: no say for so long well they definitely uh let them off the hook in this yeah Yeah. like no question because he because they're like do you blame us the parents ask him do you blame us yeah and he's like no i don't blame you right um he basically, you know, just let them off the hook 100%. There's no question of whether or not they should have tried to have a baby. Yeah. Right. Right. Um,
0: So, I'm not going to say this movie is, like, evil or harmful. It's just kind yeah. of, it's nothing, kind of. <laughs> it's very <laughs> much a product of its time. And I can yeah. see why teens loved it, because it was a young john travolta and basically kind of his first movie carrie would be out the same year um and then you know it's it's like i said it's one teen's dying and the other is in love with him and it's a slow love story and and kind of the girl in this is the one who calls the shots yeah, simply by virtue of the fact that she can move out of the room. <laughs> uh, so you know that kind of agency is attractive, especially in in love stories that are kind of more geared towards young women. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: But like I said, I I am gonna read more about this. I'd like to read more about what this condition was like. The good news is, eighty percent of children born with this condition are a hundred percent curable at oh, this great. point um it sounds like a long miserable process like there's a lot of transfusions there's a lot of therapy but it, it is something that kids can uh overcome or, or beat which is great but i would like to learn more about this and there's also a book that um David Vetter's oh, psychologist geez. or psychiatrist yeah. put out and the family was fighting against them releasing. It looks like it's self-published, so
1: I... Like it was written in 1995 and it only got released like in 2016 or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know if the parents passed away or or what the deal was. And since it's self-published, and you know, if a, if a publisher won't touch it, I don't know. I don't know. I'll read it with a grain of salt, but I'm interested in what they say about the conditions and, and the way that the kid was kind of treated as an experiment to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm interested in more, learning more about it,
1: and I'd like to see somebody else tackle it. And um... I liked the movie. I hate that it's not truly based, that it's not true. Like, that it just... Like, once you get to John Travolta years, it stops being true. At least, I don't know the other the other kid's story, but the Todd... I guess maybe it's more based on Todd than it is the other one. But I just hate that because it, it, it's one of those things where you're like... Like, there's a scene in the, the movie about Freddie Mercury where it's this really great scene. Something happens in the end where he, he like... I think he like confesses to him that he has AIDS and then they go out and do the best show of their life at live or something like that scene didn't happen in real life. And I'm like, that's like the, the whole movie right there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, that's like, and then you're like, what the heck this? This is, it just completely changed my opinion. You know, it it made me bummed about this movie, even though I remember fondly liking it and being like, "Oh, oh, this is a really cool story.
0: I had the same reaction. Well, at, at least I will say they didn't name his character after one of these kids. That would have been really tasteless. They, It's yeah. a fictional story about this fictional guy, so that's fine. I had the same thing. I don't know we're going long. I just watched that movie Mank, finally. Okay, I haven't seen it. About the guy who... It's David Fincher, who I usually am head over heels over. I didn't think it was that great and it was but it was kind of the same thing where even after the fact i was going i wonder how much of that was made up and it turns out a fair amount of it and i had kind of the same feeling it was just like i i know things have to be changed for dramatic emphasis you know you're telling a story there has to be a narrative you have to connect some things people need to be consolidated there can't be a million people in a million directions i'm fine with all of that it's just when they change big facts to wrench the story in the direction they want it to go in. I don't yeah. know, just make up another
1: story, call it something just, else. Like yeah. we'll understand that's what you're talking exactly. about kind of. Like that's what like like PT Anderson, hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson movies are like. They're like they always end up being based on something I feel like um and then, but they're not. This isn't based on it. Doesn't say based literal. on a true story. Yes, right. It's like no. These were some of these are real people, or or this is based on an, ex, you know, a, a religion or whatever. Yeah, but right. They're more like it's just a, a, it's just an alternate universe of this thing, and you don't have to say based on a true story. You can then you can make up any drama you want. <laughs> right.
0: I, I think. A lot of that probably comes down to marketing. It's easier to market a story people have heard about or say to people, this is a true story, and more people are apt to see it. I mean, you said, like, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, one of 10 directors who get to make whatever they want and make original (laughs) stories, and everyone else
1: has to make the Tennessee Tuxedo movie. You know what I mean? Like, Have you seen that... uh we can go out on this. I saw a trailer, my brother showed me a trailer for this movie. I think it was made in Canada. Um it's a movie that is about um uh Celine Dion. Um and it's all about her and it's about how she marries that older guy. Yeah. That's their agent or whatever. It's a made for TV movie? I don't know if it's made for TV. I hope not, it is. But... I want to watch it now. <laughs> I know. But it is not about her. Like everything huh. about it is just like her, except it's someone else's name. It's like Gia or something right. instead of Celine. Maybe so you can't get like, sued. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it is so clearly, literally, like this is what the story is. Yeah. It's the story of Celine Dion, but like it's like uh, Gia Deline or something. <laughs> like, I I
0: always like that better. Almost always, I should say. I think, it, you know, sometimes it, it does work, but. You know, you're just asking for more criticism when you do that.
1: This feels like, though, I like I like that, too. But this feels like they wrote a movie about Celine Dion and then somehow lost the rights sued. (laughs) like, surely they didn't have the rights to the music. Right. Sure. Um And then you're like, can we actually – because you could still make a movie about Celine Dion. It's not illegal to make a movie about someone. But if you can't use their music, then – That
0: happens a lot, especially for like – Right. I've I've watched – there's a lot more movies about the Beatles made in uh, England that don't get really released here. But I've seen them, and none of them get the rights to the Beatles' music. And it's so cool. It's so funny <laughs> and awkward that they can't ever use it. They have to be like, yeah, loving, so love, they're just love, love, like, loving.
1: <laughs> it all sounds like the Ruddles. Kind of like Ruddles music. <laughs> well, th- and that's the thing. So I feel like they were just like, look, we're making this movie. Let's just change the names, and we'll just do our own music, right. I'll
0: say the Anyways, other. I'll say the. I'll say the other movie yeah. I want made. I want a movie about the relationship between Travolta and the mom actor.
1: Yes, now that that's a movie. <laughs> yes. Hey, you ever? Uh, all the time. <laughs> and then their curtain closes, <laughs> and there's just silence. <laughs> Um so thank you for listening. This one came uh hot and fast. No trailer this week. We're uh we're on a uh holiday hangover and um I think next week we'll start back up with the normal recording sessions. Um but uh there probably won't be a trailer next week either, but uh <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh subscribe, like and subscribe. Uh, to all on all your favorite podcast services where free podcasts are allowed to be. Um, and, uh, Oh, and by the way, those reviews, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you
0: off. If, if no. you are looking for our podcast, we are supposed to drop every Saturday. Um, and yes. it, it has had a problem with appearing in your favorite podcast feeds like Apple or mm-hmm. Spotify or such become our liker on Facebook in our Facebook group because it will always drop there every Saturday. Yeah. I'm sorry to make you go to Facebook, one of the most toxic things <laughs> on Earth, but just subscribe to us and then you never have to look at it again except for once on every Saturday.
1: Or if you just every Saturday go to NetworkSpecialPodcast.com. dot it'll oh, always be posted yeah. there for sure. You can that's uh, where it comes from. <laughs> bypassed old Zucky. Yeah, you can put a, your own RSS feed in your podcast service take that sucky sucky. (laughs)
0: zucky bye bye